Welcome to UX Maturity. We're a podcast where we have conversations about how to become a more mature design industry. And this is episode 22 already. Sheesh. Um, I'm your co-host, Susan. And I'm your co-host, Leo. And um, as always, if you like our podcast, we'd love if you could rate and review us on your podcast platform and otherwise follow us and share the podcast with other people to spread the word. That's the best thing you can do to help other people discover us as well. Today, we are talking about hiring the best talent, hiring the best design talent. And um, Leo, I know you've been doing a lot of hiring lately so i have lots of questions for you <laughs> spent um, my last year just hiring people <laughs> so it's really really nice yeah prime subject for you um yeah well, well i'd love to kick off with um with a question what is the best talent how do you define it really really good question i love that question because sometimes you you might have an idea on uh what uh good designer looks like and you kind of and sometimes like most of the time actually it reflects who who you are in a way and you try to surround yourself by people who approach problems the same way that you do Um, and if you don't get out of that you basically build an echo chamber in your in your own team uh, hiring people that think the same behave the same and are mostly, you know, similar. Although, like, no one is the same as anyone else. Like, we are all different individuals. But you get, you got what I, what I mean. Uh, so the first thing that I would say is understand that there is a there is a familiarity bias there. And even if people, um, you know, they can take a very very different approach to the one that you take that's probably where the value is <laughs> so they can be equally uh good at getting to a certain outcome in 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 a different way um but i probably went too far just to say <laughs> that <laughs> that the best talent is actually uh it depends a lot on what your uh team looks like right now what the strategy of your company is and um what kind of skills you can bring you can hope that someone will bring in that are not that are not um already present in your team so what i usually do to answer this question is i get together with my team and i and i ask them imagine that tomorrow there's going to be a new person in our team what do you hope that person could help us with and and then you know we can go through um, a phase of introspection where we kind of you know, reflect on how we are and what kind of designers we are, what kind of uh, uh, skills we are uh, really good at and think about our challenges. So that based on those challenges, we can say, okay, you know, we are not great at prototyping. (laughs) We might benefit from someone who is a product designer because in my organization, for example, there are only (laughs) really product designers. We don't hire for uh, specific, you know, UX designers or UI designers. So they, they, they have um, an understanding of the entire uh, design process, but no one is, a, is the same as, as anyone else. So uh, we might prioritize people that are deeper in certain skills um, than, than others. Like if, if we realize that we are not great at prototyping, we are not great at, I don't know, motion design, 
uh, then if someone gets um, you know an interview with us and and we see that that person has a great you know great skills in prototyping, then we we might prioritize that profile over others. Yeah, I love that approach. So you kind of um, have a have a process up front where you almost identify the skills gap in your team. Uh, it's not great to say weaknesses, but you know, sort of um, mm. where where are you the least strong in the team, yeah. and where where might you need help? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's actually about hiring for your team, not hiring for the different cross functional teams where these people are going to be, because uh, that that's a common. I think I, I don't know if it's a mistake. It might work in many companies, but I saw, I I see sometimes that that people prioritize that over over actually fitting into the the design team more than fitting literally completing the design team i think that's more important like people shuffle around projects that get killed and you know you might start on something and then in two months you might be on some in some something else so what i what i tend to do what i believe it's it's a good thing to do is um, hiring someone because he, he complements what you currently have in the design team regardless the project that they are going to be um, if they are professionals, of course, like they might work on everything. Um, about some projects, they they might succeed more. But that's up to you as a manager, I think, to understand how to support that person and use their skills at at, at best. But but yeah, what, what what do you think? How what do you think about this approach? I'm curious. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So um, so if I understand you correctly you think it's more important to hire for fit in the design team or department or however you may call it uh, above the cross-functional team, which is where the designer typically does the day-to-day work. I've never, I haven't um, thought about that specific conundrum, but um, to the, to your first point, uh, I totally agree. Um, I think the best talent is the one that helps um not only the whole design team and the whole cross-functional team, but also the whole company uh, be better. So it's a mix of um, the talent, the talented person being a great designer in and of themselves, um, but also making uh, the the coherent unit they'll be a part of um, stronger as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... I um, I wonder though if um, so. So, given that uh, it's important that they they fit into the design team, so not fit in, but strengthen the design team. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you design the hiring process to make sure that that happens? Oh my god, that's yeah, that's a really really hard question, <laughs> and I'm never happy about the design process. Like uh, you know, all the designers in my team know that we constantly, constantly iterate on it. And I'm never happy about it because I have a fundamental problem with hiring and interviewing people. Uh, and my problem is you will never really, really know that that person is the best uh, person for, for your job. And also you will never, never really know that the person you are rejecting um, won't be the best person for, <laughs> for your role. And you kind of have to as it stands now, you know, as it, as it works right now with the con- with the current system of interviewing, the best thing that you can do is just trust your intuition and try to make it as fairer and more objective as possible. But 
just realizing that it's not that objective in the end. Um, you know, they say, this, I'm going a long way to answer this question. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> sorry to our audience as well. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, even, even there is a massive bias in the um uh when, when people present their portfolios as well like you basically have the initial five minutes to make an impression of, on your on your audience and it's actually proven that people form an idea of you in the first five minutes and then they use the rest of the time to just confirm their bias so what you what you want to do like you know as a, as a designer when you go on interview is just try to give your the best impression possible in those five minutes and then go so that can allow you to go into the details and people can have their data to confirm that bias that they that they formed on you and you know like it's very wrong in my opinion <laughs> because because that per the person that doesn't really um that, that, that doesn't really make a good impression might still be a really, really good candidate, a really solid candidate, but in a way they get uh, they get deprioritized, they get um, they get hit by by this reality. So as a, as a hiring manager, what I tend to do is always try to be aware of my of my bias. It's, it's really hard to it's really, really hard to avoid it completely you can't really avoid it. You can just be aware of them because, you know, there's something in you that tells you this is not the right person and but you don't really know why. So what I, what I tend to do is just challenge, challenge my ideas and, and try to remove subjectivity as much as I can. But the problem that I have is, uh, is like a broader problem about how hiring work works. I think <laughs> I really, I really hope someone could disrupt it and, uh, and build it from from scratch again uh but yeah what, what i what i try to do just to, to answer to answer the question about how to design a hiring process is uh uh tailor it to the to the the position that you're hiring for like if i if i'm looking for someone with uh you know stronger ui skills uh or interaction design skills then try to find activities don't 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 give people home tasks by the way please don't <laughs> but dur during your uh, your hiring process you might find um uh opportunities for that person to to show their ui and and interaction design skills or if you are looking for someone who's uh, more like a um a problem solver like strong on the on the uh design process then you might also design the the in, in, in the interview process in a way that can benefit that person to show those skills more. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I I, I assume. I I think it should be user centered. <laughs> so really, like thinking about the candidates, how could you design it in a way that they can show their skills as best as they can. But yeah, what what do you think about that? Have you have you have you been in that in that phase of designing a hiring process? And what did you do? I'm curious. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't whole, uh, single handedly designed a, a hiring process, but I've certainly um, been part of hiring teams and, and been part of that design process. Uh, everything is design, right? Even hiring processes. Um, and I and I agree with yeah, iteration is really important. Like, we'll never be. Uh, content with the hiring process, which I think is a good thing. Same with 
product design, right? Uh, or service design. Uh, so to uh, continuously have uh, retrospectives where we evaluate how a, a, a chunk of hiring has gone and improve it till next time is really important. Mm. Um, yeah. I I also, um, uh, when when you talk about tailoring the the process to who you're looking for, what, what the role is you're hiring for, I also would add that um, I think it's important to give some uh, freedom to the candidate to um get what they need out of the hiring process and and by w- what i mean by that is give them uh room uh and to ask for uh, anything they need to better make a decision so whether that's um meeting certain people they weren't able to meet uh during yeah. the hiring process or um uh, even do like a day in the office to see how people work because you know that's one thing is showing up to an interview if it's face to face and you have like a panel of interview interviewers <laughs> um uh and that's quite artificial that's not day to day work um and another thing is like seeing you know the 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 stand ups and the messiness of the office and the lunch vibes and stuff if if people can actually candidates can actually drop in and see you know see the company and the team in the wild um I think giving a certain amount of flex and freedom for the candidate to ask for that also gives insight into their values and what they think is important and and the sort of things they will ask for will give a good indication of, you know, what's important to them and is what is important to them the same thing as what's important to you. Yeah. Um yeah. It's it's a two-way uh it's a two-way process, I think. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And yeah, you make you make an excellent point. I think uh, that it's it it is actually a two way. And a lot a lot of uh, a lot of the times, that companies just uh, sit in this kind of throne, <laughs> and and they believe they are the ones who need to be convinced. But it's not true. Like especially in a highly competitive market, like like the design um, industry, um, good designers have. Um, a set of offers and, and companies that want to work with them. So, you know, you need to be interviewed by them and really, really like help them understand if they can work with you. It's not just you um, hiring them. It's actually them <laughs> also hiring you in a way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you, as an interviewer, how do you allow also the candidate to to be in the as as most comfortable as possible to to present their portfolio or whatever activity you're doing in in the most genuine way oh yeah that's an interesting question um uh especially given the our industry um refreshingly is is becoming more and more aware of different people's working styles and and communication styles etc um it sounds basic but i would say ask them uh like how how do you feel the most comfortable it's not um i think you're doing something wrong as an interviewer or as a hiring manager if if you um force everyone through the same exactly the same setup um so for example if if you 
um, if you force everyone to go through a three-hour presentation of their portfolio with challenging Q&A, then are, are you hiring the best talent or are you hiring people who are really good at going mm. through a three-hour presentation of their portfolio and answering <laughs> Q&As? And is that the job? Is that what they're going to do as part of their job as well? So, um, And, you know, when people join a company, they they hopefully have some room to to say how they like to work and what their working style is and and you know uh fit into a team with that in mind so kind of you know expressing oh this is i i i prefer to do it this way and i think an interview process should have the same um same dynamic where where candidates can can express that yeah yeah 100% um so yeah so on our uh when we say that um uh i think you make a good point when uh, you mentioned that companies i can't remember what you said uh but companies tend to think um or maybe historically tend to think that they have all the power right like we're going to design yeah. the hiring process and and they are going to come to us um and we are going to make a judgment call as to whether or not we you know take them to the next stage but it's becoming more and more that evident that candidates are as you mentioned interview lots of places um so how do we how do we best meet them halfway you know yeah. instead of just assume that they will come to us because we're such a great team and great company i think it's uh it's all about um thinking about hiring as a design project with all the testing and iterations that you can uh, that you can make really and uh being comfortable with the idea that if you get hired as a hiring manager like as a as a design manager and then you become hiring manager you're not going to get it right right away especially because you might come from a, from a different company different context um with different methodologies there so of course like you bring your experience over but things in the new company might be different and also the people that you attract might be different so the things that you put together before might not 100% work for uh, for your new company also the new company might have different policies in place um, like uh, the company where I'm at at the moment, we for for us it's really important to um, to to have a fair approach to hiring. So we have scorecards to try to remove subjectivity. So we need to incorporate those scorecards within the hiring process, and it's an important thing for us. So you might have to tweak it, but you know never settle. There isn't uh, no one. I think as far as I know, I might be wrong. Uh, no one really got it right 100%. I think no one has a perfect hiring process that I've gone through and, and I thought this is a perfect hiring process. I felt like really value, valued by this. But if you have, definitely get in touch because I, I'm super curious to talk to you. Uh, but I think I think to, to also to answer your question, uh, what you can b do is to be as transparent as you can with the with the candidate and and try to let them understand that you design the hiring process in that way because you're looking for a particular type of designer and um generic uh, generic uh, job ads don't really help uh because people might might think that they could be a good match and then they just end up losing time 
sending you an application. Like you should actually be honored that that person applied for your job. And you want to remove, like, you know, searching for a job is already quite time consuming and stressful. So try to think about the user perspective here. <laughs> try to think if if they they what 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 the thing what, what are the things that you can do to help people understand if that's a good role for them or not. So could it be like write write an article about that? Write an article about how your design team is and share on social media what kind of designer are you you're looking for. Um get in touch and um and we we people that, that you admire and see if they'd be up to your uh, so also use your network you know to understand if they can be up to the the job you're hiring for because maybe you thought that they could be a good match or they could meet someone they could know someone that could be a good match but in general i would say share as much as you can um and yeah articles social media are perfect uh, uh platforms to use and and ways of communicating that and at the same time, what I tend to do, I tend to spend a lot of time with the recruiter in my in my team. Like she, she is my current one. She's amazing. She knows that. <laughs> she's a superhero for me. And 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 also help your recruiter to communicate what exactly you're looking for. Even when when you're you know, it's a portfolio review. Great. Like designers are used to that. But what exactly are you looking for? In that portfolio review, um, and I think being specific is not a way of helping people cheat. You know, if I say I want to see prototypes, it, it doesn't mean that oh, you know, I I'm not testing you because uh, because if I didn't tell you, then you wouldn't present prototypes to me. But it's actually a way to say this is going to be an important part of the job I'm hiring for. So please show me that because that's what I'm interested in right now. You know, my my next position it could be it could be different, and I'm not gonna be interested in prototypes. But be being transparent and send a list of everything that you want to notice um, in a, in their portfolio. I think it could it could help them a lot. So so yeah, I would say I would say share. Mm. Yeah, transparency is really important. I think it also signals um, uh, it signals that you mean well. You want them to succeed, and you're not trying to trick them. Uh, into something yeah so um question another question that i have is uh what how how was your best interview experience as a as a as a candidate as a candidate um you know what i i actually have one experience in particular that oh, i have major deja vu now i feel like we've had this conversation before um <laughs> Uh, I have one experience that like really stands out to me as really strong and it ticks a lot of the boxes of, um, uh, of, of all the things we've talked about. So I cheated a bit with uh, conversation content here. Um, <laughs> uh, it was one experience where, um, okay, so let me pull out some highlights of why that experience was good. Um, uh, number one, um, the design challenge thing uh, the, the kind of assessing, uh, solving a problem. Uh, so it was a design task, but I was given the option of how I wanted to work on it. So I could do a kind of a whiteboarding, come to the office, do a whiteboarding challenge version of it, or I could do it at home. Uh, and I loved being given a choice 
Uh, mm. I I know design tasks are very contentious, especially the the take at home part. Um, I don't have children, and um, I you know I'm privileged enough to have the time to do things at home. So I chose the at home option. Um, that's also because I'm I'm really not good at um, the the pressure of working in front of a whiteboard. Also for reasons such as uh, most whiteboards in offices are too tall for me. So it's it's also like an accessibility thing. Like you should see me work on a whiteboard. Like you can see when I worked on a whiteboard because only the like the bottom quarter is scribbled on because I can't reach um, the top or the middle. Um, I, so that was I good. Have the same problem um, actually. The second, <laughs> really, <laughs> your your normal height. Oh no, I'm quite oh, short. Actually, um, don't remember. <laughs> Oh, maybe I've, oh, I haven't seen you in person for too long. Um, uh, yeah, being given the choice, uh, I think it's really important. And, and not judging people by the choice they make. It's not like, oh, only people who do the whiteboarding challenge is, is uh, going to be proceeding. Um, I was also given, um, asked if, if there were people I wanted to talk to specifically in my interview process that they hadn't suggested. Nice. And so I suggested, um, I think... Uh, there were certain disciplines of people that I hadn't programmed into the hiring process and that I really wanted to talk to. Um, uh, so kind of people outside of the usual product design engineering uh, disciplines. Uh, so uh, so that's kind of classically who, who would interview a designer, but I wanted to talk to people outside of those disciplines and, and uh, they got to interview me and that was great. I also got to talk to certain people in the leadership um, team. Uh, I got to see the office on a normal day. Um, uh, yeah, and that was great. And also, uh, this is, uh, oh, it's a pet peeve of mine, but I really don't like it when um, companies give you an offer and then they give you like a 48 hours deadline to, to accept or decline. <laughs> uh, like they put this, uh, ridiculous pressure on you like oh this offer is only valid for like two days uh, go and think about it um whereas this particular experience that i that is a positive highlight for me there was no debt it was well there wasn't i mean they wouldn't have waited for me for two years um <laughs> but it, you know there was um it was very clearly communicated like of course, we want to fill this position as soon as possible, but we also want to wait for the right candidates. So, you know, do take the time to think about this. Uh, and I felt like that was a very human... You feel more valued. Yeah, a very human, empathetic... I always struggle with this word. Empathetic um, way of communicating with me. Um, so, yeah, I, I really love that experience. Um but coincidentally, uh, they don't uh, for that that company and that role. They don't uh, hire like that anymore. They've traded on the process, so it's totally oh, no. different now. Um, still good, but totally different because uh, they keep iterating. I think you made a really important point before when you when you said uh, think about the user experience of the whiteboarding exercise, for example. Like I'm I'm against take home tasks, but I'm not against <laughs> all, all you know all the uh, tasks in general. Um, I, I'm against the fact that people need to prepare to come to your interview. Like they already dedicate a lot of their time to actually spend spend the time with you and uh, an interview at your company. So I don't think that should, you should give them extra work. Uh, so that's that's the fundamental <laughs> part that I that I'm against um, too. But I think uh, you know the whiteboarding exercise is an interesting one because it allows only certain people to succeed. 
and there are people who are more confident in general um and maybe also more extrovert or in a way that they need to pro they 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 are quicker at processing information and i'm not really great at whiteboarding exercises for example because i need to have my time to, alone to think about stuff and think about questions and think about people that I want to interact with to tackle problems together. So, so when I when I'm on the spot, also it's already frustrating and stressful that people are looking at you, <laughs> and they they expect something from you, and uh, you might not think as you would do that normally. You know, if, if you would do normally during your workday, <clears throat> if you were working at your company. So, is that really an indication on how how good you could be at that company? Mm. So, so yeah, as you, as you can imagine, I have problems with that. So I, I'm not saying like, don't do whiteboarding exercises, but maybe the question that I want to ask is, uh, is there a way to make it more inclusive? Is there a way to help people succeed, uh, even different people succeed um, to your whiteboarding exercise? Can you give them, um, I don't know, a room when they can go alone and figure it out? Could they, could they, could they do it in a different way? Could they propose you how they would do that? <laughs> so so that you can actually understand also how that person works usually. And um, but by make it clearer, just uh, tell them you lead the session and you can definitely do whatever you think um, uh, it, it works for you. Like really, we are generally interested in seeing how you work in a team. So... Um, we are not interested in the result whatsoever. We are just looking at how you interact with us, how we tackle problems together. You can do it as you want to. And I think uh, starting from those kind of um, principles can can be definitely more inclusive for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that um, like that is a nice circle back to the principle of... Um, uh, letting the candidate express how they would approach uh, something instead of kind of rigidly uh, setting up the framework and, and the structures for, you know, you have yeah. two hours to do this on a whiteboard um, and, and we expect this output. Um, that's not what design is. Design yeah. isn't output. Uh, <laughs> Fleshy <focused>. UI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Create something for free for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but um yeah no the, like design challenges are contentious for a reason like no one's nailed it i don't think there's a i haven't come across a good um way of uh doing them can, can i ask you another question now sure yes how do you reject people uh how oh, i haven't rejected people in ages um how do you how do you reject people <laughs> like <Okay>. you <laughs> first of all always give <laughs> Always give feedback. Um, that's really important. Um, and uh, be honest and transparent. It's like core principles you should uh, always adhere to. Uh, not just as a hiring manager, but as a decent human being. Um, don't ghost people. Um, and <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't. No, <laughs> seriously, don't ghost people. It's so not cool. Um and it's like hiring is already time consuming. Um, and you, I mean, as a team and as a company, this is your, how you present yourself to the world. And if you, if you bring people into the, 
your hiring process and then uh, you decide they're not a good fit uh, and you just don't you don't bother communicating that to them it doesn't reflect very well on you as a company um so i think yeah have have um the decency to to give feedback uh honest feedback that helps them uh that's constructive as well that's not like you know textbook copy paste oh you weren't a good fit for us but actually helpful feedback that um like action uh help yeah that's actionable and that they can use to um to find an even better fit for themselves uh, elsewhere. There's a reason you brought them into the process uh, to begin with. They must have been, you must have seen something good um, in them. So yeah, and and like I mentioned, hiring is already very time consuming. So you can at least spare this extra amount of time to to give them proper uh, proper feedback, yeah. If I I can add to that, also, uh, yeah, I think think you made a brilliant point on feedback and definitely stay in touch with the people. They might come back stronger and actually fit that role that you are that you will be hiring for uh, so definitely give feedback and another thing that i would add is that help people understand that sometimes it's not even about how they did it's about wh- what you're looking for so they might be brilliant designers they can succeed at your company but at the moment they might not fit in your vision uh, so I always have a problem with this word fit. People don't need to fit. So <laughs> I don't I don't like using it. But what I'm trying to say is uh, you might, you might, uh, so going back to what we were uh, saying at the beginning, like you had your meeting with your team, you decided that you want to prioritize certain skills. So you might interview a designer that, who, is a, who is a brilliant designer, um, very, you know, strong on certain areas that at the moment you're not looking for though. Because uh, because maybe you're you you have them already. Um, you are quite yeah, your team is quite prepared on that. So let's say I don't know your team is very very focused on UX, and you can see that this person is a great designer, but also very focused on UX. So in order to complete what you are what you already have in the team, you need someone with I don't know stronger uh, UI skills, stronger prototyping skills, and whatever you're looking for. <laughs> but but the point I'm trying to make is uh, tell them. You know, sometimes it's it's hard to, re- to to receive that rejection email. And sometimes you just want to tell people, look, you are a brilliant designer and I'm sure you're going to get a role that better fits your your skills. Uh, it's that just at the moment we are looking for different skills, a different skill set. Yeah. I think it's really important to make that point. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And uh, there, it's super valuable to maintain relationships as well and not burn any yeah. bridges. Because and also, you 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 never know what if this person's you know um, hiring you next time. Uh, that could yeah. very well happen. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't be a douche. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and you know, I've I've been rejected countless <laughs> of times, like a lot of times. And it's always hard and you have to process it. You don't feel like you were good enough. You don't feel like you gave your own, your best. And I think I think most of the time what I'm what I try to do during interviews is that you just try to be yourself. Because then it's easier to to say, to deal with rejection after that. You can just say, you know, I was myself. I presented myself as best as I could given the circumstances and the stressful circumstances and they didn't they didn't search for something they weren't searching for someone like me so that's okay like you know you don't have to 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 fit in 
in anyone else's vision. And that doesn't mean that you're not a valid designer. So yeah, I understand that you, you can be very, very disappointed for, for a while. And that's totally normal. Someone just rejected you, you know? <laughs> but but just process it. Maybe if they got if they gave you feedback, but yeah, as you said before, please give feedback. If they gave you feedback, it's a good opportunity for you to learn. Um and just take the most out of it and there will be another occasion. How do, how do you do it? Uh oh, yeah, it's um it's oh, okay, I am so tempted to make like a dating analogy, but I will not do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> um I would love a dating <laughs> analogy. <laughs> no, uh, seriously. I, Sometimes you're looking for two different things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, it is exactly that, right? Like it's not something, it's it's a match, mismatch thing. And uh, for something to match, it takes two. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Uh, but you know what I mean? So it's, it's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a match versus mismatch thing. Um, and also sort of like, related to what we talked about last week you you learn more from mistakes and failures than you learn from successes so being rejected and hopefully if you do get good like constructive feedback of, as to why you were rejected then you, you learn tremendously from that and you learn also to take rejection which is a really valuable skill to have and to to tackle it and not just yeah. you know receive um, successful outcomes or praise all the time so it does make you stronger. What doesn't kill you make you makes you stronger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> full of cheese, very full of cheese. Um I notice I could talk yeah. about this forever. So I feel like we almost need to do like a hiring part two or something at some point. We have uh, a new segment that we want to introduce uh, to the podcast, uh, just to, uh, to mix it up a bit. So the new segment is called A Thing We Learned This Week. Um, Leo, what is one thing you learned this week? Mine is actually regarding hiring. <laughs> and uh, so the thing that I learned is that we that people are more open than what you think, hiring someone with backgrounds that don't really fit the traditional background of a product designer. Especially, I, I am in a quite, quite established organization right now. And I was a bit apprehensive um, giving an offer to someone who was joining the team, by the way, I'm super happy about that, um, who who is not like a traditional product designer, but, but she comes from more like graphic design uh, background, uh, which isn't that far away, by the way. <laughs> but, but for that particular particular position, um, people, people were more like comfortable having someone with strong product design uh, skills. And in reality, that's actually totally fine. As long as you always communicate the reason why, and communicate your rationale on what you expect this per this person to bring to your team. People will listen to you. So sometimes maybe this is a this is a a side learn that I had from this <laughs> this experience. Don't assume that people think or go to conclusions too fast <laughs> uh, about things that are far away from from the reality. 
sometimes the best way to find out is actually talk to them, explain what you're trying to do and get their ideas and they will probably understand you. <laughs> what about you? What's your weekly, <laughs> what's your learning um, this week? My learning, I love yours, by the way. I, it seems like a nice um, test of your assumptions and uh, kind of, yeah, awareness of your biases and, and uh, mitigating them. What did I learn this week? So I uh, was off work last week, so I didn't learn a massive work-related thing, although it's work-related. I was off because I was moving house and I learned Yoo-hoo. the importance. Yes, uh, it's really it's really tiring, uh, but great. Um, I learned the importance of um, taking time off. <laughs> it's, it's like so obvious, but when you have big personal life projects, uh, which is what moving a house is, um, it's really, really difficult, if not impossible, to also be present at work and and uh, do your best and, and have energy to perform at work. Um, I don't think there's any way I could have both moved house and been at work and been a decent colleague who wasn't biting people's heads off um, if I hadn't taken time off. So, yeah. Big lessons learned. If I have big things I need to do in my personal life, then it's totally worth it to um, give myself the space to focus on that. Um, Focus on one big thing at a time. Great insight. Take more time off. Yeah, (laughs) we all need it. All right. uh, This was episode 22. We talked about hiring the best talent. Uh, We dipped our toe into design challenges and and quickly took our toe out again um hope you enjoyed it (laughs) hope you enjoyed the episode um we'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback for us any thoughts or questions you can follow us on twitter uh our handle there is ux underscore maturity we also have a website um which is quite lean on content uh, at the moment but uh, there might be some more in the future uh website is uxmaturitypodcast.com and uh as mentioned please rate and review us and uh follow us and share our podcast to help other people discover us as well thanks everyone talk to you next week thank you bye bye